Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Authors can sell a lot more books when they speak, and there are many, many places to speak, but there's a lot of competition. How do you stand out from the marketplace so you get to speak and sell more books? You're going to learn how to do that on today's episode. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a book coach, developmental editor, and ghostwriter, and author of Write Your Book in a Flash, and no matter where you are in the writing process, I can help you write and finish your book. Now, let's get started. Our guest today is Nona Prather. How are you doing today, Nona? I'm great. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, you run a booking agency, not a speaker's bureau. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the dreaded speaker's bureau that gets overwhelmed with info packs from people. So let's start there. Um why, what is a booking agency and how does it compare with uh, a speaker's bureau? Yes, great question. So um, I did run a speaker bureau for many, many years and there were, I learned a lot from it, but I also learned about how I really thought I could do better as an agent. And the difference between a bureau and an agency is a bureau, I mean, you are one in a number on a website. And there's a lot of really good bureaus out there or some really well-known ones. But most of them, they put you on their website and they market the bureau as a whole, as a company. And then they wait for the phone to ring and play matchmaker on who they you know, think the best fit is. But for an agency, we're actually on the side of the speaker and the client or the consultant. And we are looking to match up what fits them the best. So um, we do lead research, particularly specifically on what our clients need and where they want to speak and where those audiences are. And we're a lot more, um, it's more of a relationship than a bureau where you probably, you know, they put you on their website and then you don't hear from them for several months at a time. You hear from us a lot and we're always communicating because we're always, we reach out every single day. We're always um, putting things in the works and, and really working on our client's behalf. It's a lot more personal. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, it also sounds more like the yin and yang of marketing. It's like you're going out and being proactive as opposed to bureaus that I'm sure they make phone calls themselves. But for the most part, they're waiting for incoming traffic and then they throw mm-hmm. five people and say, hey, which one do you like? As opposed to having someone who's actually advocating exactly. for you. And is that what you do? Am I correct in yes. saying that? Yes, we advocate for different speakers. So we have a speaker profile that we send everyone and then they tell us what industries they want to speak in. And those are the ones that we focus on. So that way we get them in the correct, in front of the correct audiences. And we are trying to get our clients to become the expert in those target industries where there's a bureau. It's like any and everyone can go and look and you're not always a great fit for who the bureau is targeting. So we're really a lot more targeted and specialized. So we really work best with not just the general keynote speaker that goes on to all stages and speaks to everyone. We're more, it's more definitely more tailored toward it. So like we have a client who speaks on, um, 
suicide in the workplace. And so he's a mental health speaker. And he his two target um, industries are construction and dental because those are really high, you know, target environments for him. Um, and really high industries of suicide. And so those are the ones that we really target with him a lot. And so he gets construction companies all the time. And that's really, that's the one that he really speaks to the best and the most. And so those are the more of the ones that we try to look for for him. Well, that, that sounds fascinating. So you really work very closely with the speakers and find hidden opportunities that maybe bureaus don't even know about. Because it's a it's an interesting topic. Uh, do you find there are certain topics are more popular these days in these niche markets? Oh, yeah. There's always a, um, I mean, the speaking industry has target and key words that become popular. So, I mean, resilience is still really popular 2023, 2024. But then AI is huge right now with like, because ChatGPT just came out. So the tech industry is looking for a lot of experts in that area. Um, and it, it just comes and goes like a couple years ago, it was employee retention and being your authentic self. But now that's, you know, gone by the wayside. Not a lot of people want to hear that. So it really is a wave in the speaking industry. And the the different topics that are hot at the moment really do change probably once every six months. It's usually in the spring and the fall is whenever they change. And it's 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 sometimes can be difficult to keep up with that. And which is why I tell my clients not to go chase the hot topic of the moment because it's going to change. It's going to change so fast. And if you're always flip flopping on what you talk about, then you're never going to be an expert in a specific industry, which is what the goal is. If you really want to like get known and and get asked back again and again and again, I mean, you can't speak to everyone and and change your topic every time just because you're a good speaker. I mean, it really needs to be, um, you know, you need to be specialized and stick with what you know, what you're passionate about the most and become that expert in those target industries. Sounds fascinating. So when someone calls you and gets on your calendar, um, can you tell right away if they're going to be a good fit for your services? Uh, Not always right away. Um, we do, we do have a conversation, a, dis a short discovery call, and then I, I send them out that speaker profile, which is pretty lengthy, but it's every single, I mean, it's three pages, but it's every single question I've ever been asked to provide by a decision maker when bringing in a speaker. And so I have them fill that out. We look at all of their videos. We look at all their one sheet, their website, their LinkedIn, and make sure it's all cohesive. And so we have a marketing call before we ever start actually pitching anyone to anything because we want to make sure all of our are in a row before we send them out there. Because if someone asks for a video and we don't have one, then what do we do? <laughs> you know, we don't want to get caught. So um, we definitely, yeah, before I sign anyone on for our services, we always have a, a really detailed marketing call to make sure everything makes sense, that we're all on the same page, that they have a key topic that we're focusing on, um, and that everything is cohesive on social media. You know, so just there's a lot of work that goes into it to make sure that um, a speaker is ready. And I think especially the newer speakers, we have some consulting calls sometimes when someone says, I want to be a speaker and I'm not sure where to start. So we have those consulting calls and that's what based off my book is, um, you know, like how to get your consulting, how to get all of your materials ready to send out there into the world so that you, you'll you be remembered, you'll be chosen, you're sellable and that it's not confusing as well. Because one of the biggest things that decision makers, they get confused sometimes when someone says, oh, I speak about this, this, this and this. 
And it's like, okay, what do you actually speak about? What do you actually do? Where are you an expert in? Like, what industries did you work in? They want to know what your background is. Why are you qualified to speak there? And so we just try to make it as easy as possible for them to choose the speaker so that they stand out. But it's a no brainer and it is exactly what they're looking for. I know that bureaus will throw five or 10 uh, speakers at a meeting planner. Do you do the same thing or do you just find the perfect person? Oh, no, we definitely I don't. Um, I mean, I don't put any of my two clients together because it's, it's already stiff competition already. <laughs> so whenever that's another thing about selecting clients is if I have too many AI experts, you know, I only want two that speak about different things. I have an AI expert that speaks on um, AI and healthcare. I have one that AI in the future of work, but I'm not going to have more than one person who speaks about AI in the future of work is a little more general. I'm not going to have multiple because I don't want to pitch my own clients against clients. That's just not, I mean, that's not ethical for one thing. And I don't want to create competition within my own company. So yeah, I, that's why I'm pretty choosy about who I work with. I want to make sure they are a good speaker. They do know what they're talking about. They do have the credentials and they do stand out so that we have the best chance to um, get them on stage. Great. What are you finding now in terms of Zoom conferences and live conferences and follow-up question? Are companies paying speakers to, to present on Zoom? And if so, uh, how does that compare to presenting live? Yeah, they oftentimes do, even though the work is, I mean, the work is still the same for the speaker, other than having to get on a plane and travel. Um, virtual calls do still, um, definitely, especially like I had a conversation with a meeting professional this morning. Their headquarters isn't actually in, it's in Germany, but they're having their annual meeting in Kansas City. So they have a lot of people who are going to be, um, you know, from Germany that can't come over to the United States for their annual meeting for their company. And so um, they're having it a, a hybrid event. So the speaker is going to be in person, but then they also asked if they could have a separate one that's going to be virtual as well. And they are paying a keynote fee for that virtual event, the same as they are the in-person speaker as well. So they're doing both because they're in two different countries. Um, yeah. So and I would say there's not as many virtual talks as there was a couple of years ago, but it's still out there for sure. And there's a lot more opportunities for speakers now. I mean, we do look for podcast guesting and we do look for, um, you know, small events for anyone to get out and network as well. So because we get those questions as well, too. Um, but yeah, most of the events are back in person and I'll say it's probably 75% in person, 25% virtual, but yes, they, they pay for both for sure. Um, so not, not always the same, but, um, most of the time, yes, because it's still a keynote. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That, that's good to know, uh, as trend change. What other trends are you seeing? Um, let's see. Yeah, there's AI and there's a lot, oh, shorter, like we, we were talking about how, it used to be demo videos for speakers used to be pretty long, like 10 minute demo videos. And that was to people thought to get them noticed step above the rest, you know, because most people didn't have a demo video back in the day. But now if you don't have a demo video, it's you're not going to go anywhere like you're going to get put in the no pile. And because of that, because you have to have a demo video now, it's actually become simpler and a lot simple process. So gone are the days where you have to like spend $5,000 on a on a actual professional demo video, they really just want to see like 30 seconds to one minute is honestly my, my 
best speakers. I have like 30 seconds to one minute videos, no longer than two minutes for sure. Everyone wants to see just a short clip of what you look like and sound like on stage, how you speak. And so the that's definitely a trend for sure. Like, especially in the age of TikTok and like short videos, I mean, reels, like everyone just wants a short clip, see what they're going to see, um, make their decision fast because everyone's busy and they have so many videos to look at. So don't overthink the video either. Just really... And I always tell everyone, you can fake it till you make it. If you're not at a an event where they are allowing you to record, just have a friend do a quick video of you separately. And so that way you can still take advantage of the audience or you can go have friends go with you to a local um, a local place that has a stage where you can, you know, make your video um, pretty quickly and easily. And uh, honestly, with technology, with phones nowadays, and you can get on Amazon and get a, a you know, a little hey mic um, that connects to your phone. It's really easy to do those things now than it used to be. Great. I know the speaker bureaus were charging a fairly large percentage, and then it went even higher. Yeah. I'm curious how how you are compensated for all of your hard work. Yes, I do 20%, which I know, you know, um, bureaus do like 30, 35% a, a lot or sometimes even more. Um, yeah, so I just do 20% for mine. And that comes with, um, I mean, I do all the the negotiations, which I absolutely love. I love getting on the phone and negotiating on a, a client's behalf. That's my favorite thing to do. And then I also get the travel and the... Um, and like book sales, if there's any books involved, I'll try to do that. And I just take a commission on the speaker fee, not the a whole entire total of the book sales plus the travel. It's just the speaker fee. So um, and I know bureaus probably take the entirety, no matter what it is, the entire total. Yeah. So I do charge a little less on that end. But I also do reach out and phone calls, which is a, it's a that's another another thing. People use me just for their booking agent strictly commissioned. And then there's the other aspect of actually getting leads and reaching out to leads. And that's that's a little more work. So there is a, a little bit of a fee for that. Great. So tell us, who is your perfect client and how can they get in touch with you? Oh, yes. My perfect client is someone who is a consultant or a coach. They have a book, is always preferred, but not have to, but definitely preferred. Um, and they are looking for stages, not necessarily the big keynote at the big conference, but like association stages are things where they can really get into um, a wider variety of higher paid clients um, that they can find in the audience and networking opportunities. Those are the stages that I really enjoy getting on and have the best luck with because then there's a lot of spinoff on those stages as well. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing all this great information and thanks everyone for watching. We have more than 200 other videos on this YouTube channel to help you write your book in a flash. So check them out. And if I can help you write your book, please contact me at writeyourbookinaflash.com or dan at prleads.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.